Welcome to Rumiki Talks podcast. I'm your host, Konstantin Starodetsky. This is a space where I interview professionals from the entertainment industry and discuss popular film-related topics with my co-host and producing partner, Romana Dinevska. Our goal is to help and motivate aspiring filmmakers to get their films made. Enjoy. I'm thrilled to interview Jen Lee Crespo today. Jen Lee Laura Crespo is a Cuban-American actress, professional dancer, and agency sign model, born in Havana, Cuba, and raised in Miami, Florida. She trained in the disciplines of ballet, modern jazz, hip-hop, later joining the Goddesses dance team, where she held six national titles and achieved top three at the Dance Worlds in 2018. She also worked on Westworld and the most recent movie with Eddie Murphy, Candy Cane Lane. Please welcome Jen Lee Crespo. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> of course. So let's just dive in. Let's talk about young Jenly. The Jenly who was born <laughs> in Cuba and what happened next. Well, Jenly who was born in Cuba was very young and had no conception of anything. She was six months old. Um, and then at six months, I emigrated to the United States uh, and I was raised in Miami. And uh, growing up in Miami, I ate a lot of good food. And I had a great time being Cuban in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like living in Miami? Yeah, well, um, it was pretty much like any other childhood. Um, I was fortunate enough to have both of my parents here in the States with me. I know a lot of other Cubans don't have that opportunity. Um, and at the time, most of my family was still back in Cuba. But I, I was grateful to have my parents and my grandparents out here with me. So... I kind of grew up like any other kid. I went to school and um, any chance I got, I would perform. Um, I would constantly find myself doing theater, constantly joining just dance. And, and those were pretty much the only places that I could do those kinds of things um, because, you know, financial situation. I, I had just moved to the United <laughs> States. My parents would not be able to afford dance classes and acting classes, uh, though I was begging as a child, but I, I pretty much spent most of my childhood just um, doing a lot of after-school activities, um, mm -hmm. being creative. I actually wanted to be a lawyer first. So as a kid, I was, that's even, <laughs> even as a young little 10 year old or something like that, I was like, I'm gonna be a paralegal. Um, Cause as, cause, you know, <laughs> as a Cuban, you just wanna be, you wanna secure your success. Um, and that's by being, <laughs> or so we think by being a doctor or a lawyer or a surgeon <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. Do you remember a particular moment in your life in your childhood that, or a particular action that you did that was the first action towards your dancing, acting uh, or modeling career? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I actually know the exact, the very exact moment that I decided that this was like for me. Um, at the time, at my school, there was this, uh, my school, my middle school was adjoined to the high school. And the high school had a very fabulous dance team that was well known for national and worldwide dance competitions. It was kind of insane. They were um, some of the best high school dancers in the South Florida area. And they often performed at the middle school I was at and watching them perform on stage. I'd always kill to be in the front seat, the front row. And they, I remember just seeing them on stage with such passion, intensity, drive. I knew those girls would train for 
12 hours a day. Um, and I wanted to be like them. I was determined to be like them. And um, so I went through the auditioning process. I got rejected four times. Um, so four years in a row, I <laughs> they were like, I'm going to pass on you. Because the thing about me is that I had the drive and I had the motivation, but I didn't, I had two left feet, literally. You know, I wasn't a very good dancer. Um, and <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't matter to me. I was still going to keep going after it day after day. But, you know, um, with hard work and dedication, you get there. So four or five years later, I was accepted my very last year of high school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so every year, like for four years, you have to re-audition, right? Every year for four years, you have to re-audition. That's some determination, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, does it come from, you know from your genes or is there something that you learn or read or like a book or, or someone was motivating you to go through four years? <laughs> that's, that's tough. Yeah. Um, I think the program as it was, was very intensive. It was a week long audition. Some people would pass out. Some people would throw up um, because it was a high, a very high intensity of training. And uh, to answer your question, I think when you kind of, come from another country when you immigrate, especially from countries um, such as in the state of Cuba, you kind of have that mentality, that mentality of like, I have to be successful no matter what. And especially when it's something that mm -hmm. your parents ingrain in you from a very young age, um, it can be a lot of pressure. I know I felt a lot of pressure going up to get a full scholarship because otherwise I wouldn't been able to go to college. Um, to be someone in the world, uh, especially knowing all the sacrifices that my parents made. I think it, it just came from witnessing my parents struggle a lot um, financially and struggling to get opportunities in this country and just wanting to be someone. So, yeah. That's a good goal. What was the most challenging uh, part of moving to another country and what was the most challenging part when like leaving here or going to school or uh, interacting with your peers is there something that you could share yeah I definitely believe that some of the most difficult parts of moving from another country um, would be you know difficulty finding opportunity I saw my parents struggle a lot to get job interviews um, my mother also, you know, my parents had me at a very young age. I believe my mother was 22. And, uh, you know, when you're 22, you don't, you're not really prepared for these kinds of things <laughs> um, like you think you are. And uh, so, yeah. And then 22 with a child coming to a new country, um, not speaking English and just needing to do something to survive, to, to feed your children. So, and I'm an only child as well. So yeah, I, I believe that that is probably the most difficult part, navigating your way around a new way of living, um, a new society, a new culture. And uh, yeah, pretty much. Tell us a little bit about your journey of moving to LA. How, how was it? And what was the reason? Why did you decide to move to LA? Yeah, so at the time I was in college and I was studying philosophy, trying to pursue a career in law. Um, and I had someone who was very close to me who began to encourage me. And he told me things like, you know, if 
if this is not something that you want to pursue for the rest of your life, why would you do that? Um, you really have to go for the things that you want. And he himself was an artist as well. So he would always say, you know, like, I would be broke, um, but as long as I'm doing what I love to do. And I was really inspired and moved by that. So I, um, another thing is after I had graduated high school, I was scouted by a modeling agency. And so I was in college and trying to model at the same time. So I just ended up uh, leaving the campus, pursuing my degree virtually and modeling in Miami. Um, after about another two years, I uh, was offered um, a contract with an agency out in Los Angeles, a commercial agent. And I, I took it as an opportunity. Maybe it was a sign to move. So June, 2020, <laughs> the most <laughs> perfect time I came to Los Angeles um, and I had <laughs> absolutely no, <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> so, uh, oh, your question was, how difficult was it? Well, it was really, really stinking difficult um, because, first of all, I had never been to the West Coast before. Um, second, everything was shuttered. It was a weird time. Um, luckily I had my finances in order, so I was able to get myself settled down. Um, but you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. So, yeah. <laughs> so how was it during the pandemic? What were you doing? <laughs> you know, I, what was I doing? <laughs> Is there anything that you could share? I still think about it and I'm like, uh, how did I survive all of those months? Because I was new here. Um, and being an actress is already difficult as it is. It's a hard path to follow? How do you find work? How do people believe in your work when you have no work to show? Um, but <laughs> I, I came and uh, I conquered. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I haven't <laughs> conquered. <laughs> no, but um, I seriously, I, I came here and I, I, I had the mentality of like, okay, I have to make this work because I'm already upsetting my family. <laughs> so I started uh, like any other actor does uh, on the platform casting networks. I uploaded, I had some photos from modeling out in South Florida and I posted those on the platform and I just... Mm -hmm sat there and submitted every single morning, every single morning. As soon as it would come in, I would submit. And um, luckily there were a few productions that were starting to open back up. And um, slowly but surely, I started to work on those productions. And over time, I built some clientele. And my um, anyone who's ever worked with me knows that I have an incredibly positive attitude. Um, I'm a total team player. I just believe that, you know, we're all going to work together. We all need to obviously get along and be respectful and have a good time. So I just, I show that and I believe that it's, you know, it's receptive to a lot of people. So luckily people have continued to bring me back and I have, um, I'm so grateful for that, that people want to continue working with me. So, yeah. <laughs> Is there any stories from your acting career that you would like to share? Uh, anything that pops up, not particularly the movie itself, but what happened behind the stage? Uh, you met a famous actor mm -hmm. or, or just an interesting interaction or just in general, or maybe your first experience? Um, well, a lot of it is where when you don't know where to go, you have to start small. Um, obviously, a lot of actors begin with background work, and that's not a bad way to get in there and really get acquainted um, 
with the pace of a production. Also, a lot of actors sometimes <laughs> they'll go onto the set and they'll sit down or they'll sit in the corner um, and not talk to anyone, read a book. But you know, it, this um, this kind of field is very interactive. You have to communicate with a lot of people. You have to get to know a lot of people, and that's just how it is, really. Um, when people say it's about who you know, it truly is. First, you begin by getting yourself in a set environment, becoming familiar, um, you know, making some friends with the crew. The crew are pretty cool people. Uh, those people behind the camera are pretty fun to be around. So get to know them and uh, obviously get yourself in some classes um, and just audition like crazy. Um, a big part of being an actor is knowing the business side of things too. So making sure that all your materials are updated, your headshots, your photos. And here's the biggest tip that I think um, if any if anyone should take away anything from this, it would be to not just do acting. Please, please do something else with your life. Um, <laughs> because when all your eggs are in one basket, um, you get this air of desperation around you. <laughs> around you. <laughs> and... Um, and yeah, because, you know, you're placing your all and, and that's not a bad thing to give it your all into something. But I truly believe that part of being an actor is being well-rounded in life. So go out there and get some get yourself some life experiences. So, yeah. What was the best investment that you did in yourself as an actor? Is it a class or a book or even a movie that <laughs> really inspired you to or help you to go through tough times okay can i go grab it it's a book sure okay so it's a small investment but um it was it turned out to 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 be incredible um this is the intent to live by larry moss and <laughs> i it's like falling apart <laughs> because i have read it about three times now and um Larry Moss is an acting coach well known for working with some of the biggest names in the industry right now. And The Intent to Live is really a book about not just acting but living. And the advice that that this book brings and everything has been relevant to my career. It goes into the details of creating a character, which is something that I've always been fascinated by and something that I'm still learning how to do. All the way into details of how to handle yourself and carry yourself in auditions and on the set. So, um, and Larry is just a philosopher. So he, he's mesmerizing to, to read about, to, to watch and stuff like that. So I haven't started it yet, but I have it on my bookshelf, this book actually. Oh, nice. It's, it's a great one. Let me know yeah. what you think. <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you know. My wife bought it for, for herself to read and, and now I have it on my reading list as well. <laughs> my long oh. reading list for this year. Oh, you, you've read yeah. a lot of books this year, last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, those the, the ones that I read that I uh, said that I read 12 books by 12 friends, those were just the tip of the iceberg. Because <laughs> really? I read oh some other God. books as well. Because I always read something that uh, that interests me. If it comes to acting, one of my favorite books is Stanislavski book because I come from Russia, and it's the My Life in Art. Oh, lovely! Which basically everything you need to know about acting, <laughs> the foundation. Ah, I don't have yeah. that book. 
Yeah, that's it's like a must read in every acting school in Russia, uh, among his other books. But this is kind of <laughs> like the first one that you read. You don't even go to like acting school until you read read this book. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I must read it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should definitely check it out. It, that the book that inspired me back in the days when I was in uh, in Russia in Saint Petersburg. I actually had also experience going through uh, auditions several times until I actually got it <laughs> over there. So oh it, my gosh. it was an interesting journey. And I understand that that's why I totally connect with you when you say four years, every year you have to go again. And this is crazy. Yeah. So let's talk about failures, if you're comfortable. Um, is there something? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, is there something that the world considers kind of like a failure that happened to you, but then turned into some form of success or later on? Well, I would say that that anecdote I shared earlier is pretty much mm -hmm. a failure. Um, year, year after year being being told by family and friends that I should probably just, you know, throw in the towel, them telling me I'm working myself too hard, but continuing to, to go for it, to strive for it. Um, when I finally made it on the team, we did hold six national titles that year. Um, and we achieved third best in the world in our category at the Dance Worlds, uh, which is a pretty big honor. So I think that just goes to show you have to commit yourself. Um, you never know where you might go. And honestly, I believe that no matter how, I think my failures today, by the way, relate to just uh, submitting some very embarrassing self tapes and not hearing anything back. <laughs> um, but so, yeah. you know, the, you just have to smile and laugh a lot throughout the process. Um, you'll be all right, just as long as you are able to, and this is a real thing, just as long as you're able to financially sustain yourself. Um, whether it be through another job that you really enjoy, something that fulfills you, just as long as you're, you have food, water, shelter, um, clothing, you know, I think you're doing pretty well, you know, give yourself grace for that. Just continue to work hard and um, stay humble, stay motivated. And then you can't be a failure no matter what happens. So, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good uh, way to look at it. Yeah, I can see a lot of people who don't have that. And this is this is almost like a superpower in a sense. Yeah, there are so many actors and actresses that I've come across out here in Los Angeles who are dying to work, but they don't have a, the employment card to be able to work out here. And they have so much drive and so much motivation. They continue to go for it day after day in hopes that one day they'll be able to work on those larger productions or be able to have, you know, their visas come in and stuff like that. So, you, mm -hmm. you know, take stock of your situation and put yourself into perspective. We, if we, you know, living in America, we're, we're pretty grave, you know, <laughs> we, we can't complain too much. Um, and we still find ways to like always, but, um, you know, just take note of where you are. So. So let's take a look at, at your sort of entertainment career as a whole and, and break it down into those three parts that I see so far. Dancing, acting, and modeling. What, how, how, how would the ratio would look like? How much time you spend on dancing uh, uh, on average? How much time, let's say the past year, for example. Uh, how much on acting, how much on modeling? Yeah, um, this past year, I've really mostly been acting. Um, 
I wish I had been dancing more, but I am slowly getting back into the groove of things. I've kind of just been placing my focus in other places. Um, but I mostly spend a lot of time acting. I am a commercial model and actress, and um, and I do work on TV and film. I was working on TV and film before the strike, but now we're just working on getting back into that as well. And then uh, modeling is definitely the next biggest piece. Um, because I dance, modeling to me is just like movement and photos and creating stories. And I'm very passionate about um, just photography in general. Um, and mm -hmm. then the last piece would be dance. Um, I don't dance as at the level that I used to. I did sustain a few injuries from dancing competitively. So... Um, I'm not saying I don't do it anymore, but I uh, <laughs> go back to it here and there when my heart really calls me to it. <laughs> I noticed uh, on your bio, it mentions ballet. Do you have the experience dancing ballet? Yes, I do. Um, I trained in point work and I trained uh, like in ballet just as anyone else did. Although we were a competitive hip hop team, our coaches mm -hmm. really made the emphasis on training in all styles, being well-rounded and... Um, Yes, so I, I did do a little ballet. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something that you could share or can share? Experience working on big sets. It doesn't matter what uh, role it was. For example, I saw some of your notable credits were uh, Westworld and Candy Cane Lane, the recent movie with Eddie Murphy. Um, is there something yeah. <laughs> interesting that you can share from working on those sets? Yeah, um, I think <laughs> on Westworld, I was playing a small role, um, just a small little featured role. And the same for the Candy Cane Lane. Um, although they were small roles, it's always a wonderful time to um, be in that energy, be in that environment. And, uh, you know, I'm a very big advocate, uh, no matter what the role is on set, no matter what you're doing, to always have a positive attitude, to always go in there with with high, a high level of professionalism um, because you're, you may not be the lead that day, but um, that doesn't mean that you get to, you, that you want to miss out on these wonderful connections that you can make. And when I say connections, I don't mean it in the, like as networking, I don't like that word, mm -hmm. um, but truly, truthfully mm -hmm. connecting with one another, there are some incredible um, actresses and actors and actresses who do other things like they DJ, they paint, they do photography. And, you know, this is like a hub for you to connect with other creatives and even people on the crew and create work that really serves people after the fact, after you're off of set. So many times I, um, I'm a person who's a, a little angsty, so I never sit down uh, when I'm on the set, I'm always walking around, always finding a way to like get myself in situations I shouldn't be in. And, um, and I start talking to people and stuff like that. And, um, and then uh, so many times I've been able to reconnect with those people off of set and create wonderful work with them again. So that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Um, no specific stories, but just a general little concept. Mm-hmm. What are your inspirations? Do you have a few actors uh, or, or filmmakers who are, you know, when you watch a movie or like when they have a new movie coming out, you're like, oh my God, I cannot wait. Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I, I, to this day, I have not seen a film 
it with Joaquin Phoenix um, that I have not absolutely just loved. And I think a big reason for that is that he is so committed to his characters and even more so than committed. There's just like, um, well, he has committed, but he's got this sense of just, I can't, I can't catch him. I can't catch him acting. Um, it's really just him embodying something to the fullest extent. And um, he also chooses the best scripts. I don't know, but every, every character he's played has told a very powerful story um, and has moved me in deep ways, uh, specifically her. I really liked her. Um, and I really liked yeah. uh, Joker. Yeah. Bo is Afraid is really good as well. Um, and he's someone who is also very well-spoken. And if you've ever heard him uh, interview, he's very composed and um, he's a man of wisdom. I really admire him. So, yeah. Yeah, her is definitely one of the best sci-fi films I've ever seen. It's amazing and he's <laughs> great in it. I love, yes, I love sci-fi as well, sci-fi horror. <laughs> Oh, you do. We, we're going to chat about it in a second. <laughs> Before we move on, feature films versus TV shows. Which one do you think is better as a job, um, let's say as an actress? And uh, what do you think is the future of both? As an actor? Um, well, there's no way to say which one would be better for your career or not. Um, I think you just kind of learn as you go. But... Um, the differences between the two when you work on a TV series and it's um, longer than a few seasons, you do get to bond and meet, you know, you, you get, you have this ex beautiful experience with uh, the same cast and crew for a very long time. Um, and it's very rare for an actor to have stability like that. So I think that's the biggest wonderful pro of working on a series. Um, you get to have stability for a longer period of time. You get to do what you love and uh, you get to do it with people that you hopefully love as well. Um, when you do work on a feature film, um, <laughs> when you do work on a feature film, um, you know, it, it is uh, shorter in length. You do shoot for a few months at a time, um, but but, um, you know, you don't have the same stability, but you still get to tell powerful and wonderful stories as well. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that would be my take. It sounds like I'm kind of leaning towards the series, huh? <laughs> mm. <laughs> unless, you have, <laughs> unless you're stuck with someone you don't want to work <laughs> for, for seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, if you are, you, you make the best of it, you, like always. <laughs> for sure. So sci-fi. Uh, I'm curious, where does the, that, that interest come from? What are your favorite sci-fi films except for her? Because we already know. And have you read any sci-fi books? I, okay, so I started getting into the Dune series, um, the book series. And uh, I don't know where the love for sci-fi and horror comes. I, I think <laughs> Halloween is my favorite holiday. My father would always take <laughs> me to haunted houses. And, and we made it a big thing each holiday season each fall season to go to like every haunted house and do all these crazy fun scary stuff watch scary movies i'm very like adventurous um and i don't know i just like films um like with the genre sci-fi action fantasy i like films that transport 
transport me into another realm, into another world. Sci-fi explores a lot of themes and concepts that um, are higher than us, things that we can't possibly conceptualize, but somehow these creatives are the bridge to um, what's potentially out there. So I think it's just very exciting. It's a very exciting genre. Uh, that's how I feel about it. Um, <laughs> Arrival by Denis Villeneuve, or v Villeneuve, <laughs> excuse me. Is it, sorry, is, 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 did I say it correctly? I, I wouldn't know, but uh, I mean, I, I know the name, but I'm oh. not um, the native speaker. Uh, he's like Canadian, has like a little bit of like French in it. So it's like Denis Villeneuve, uh, I guess that's how I would say, but I, I'm sure I'm butchering <laughs> it a little bit. But yeah, Arrival is incredible. I wish I apologize if I put you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Danny. <Yeah. laughs> oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> but uh, uh, Arrival is a, a film I really love. I really like campy, campy um, sci fi horrors like Stranger <laughs> Things. Um, uh -huh. And uh, I love Ghostbusters. Um, and Who are you gonna call? I love the campy stuff. Oh gosh, Ghostbusters! <laughs> <laughs> Have you get a chance to read any of Stephen King's books? Oh no, I haven't. But it as well, I like. Um, and that's probably something I got to add to my reading list. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing about Stephen King is that he writes them faster than you read them. <laughs> really? <laughs> On average, like oh, goodness. two, three books a year, or something like that. Whoa, that's incredible. He's got a lot of discipline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He he does. And uh, like, for example, I bought a book. Uh, it's called Later uh, that he wrote like one or two years ago. And I, I bought it with a, like with a purpose to read it in the moment. You know, like, oh, a Stephen King book just came out and I want to just read it right now. And, and I was postponing it, postponing because I was focusing on other books. And like one or two years passed. <laughs> this book already not oh. new. It's like two or three more books came out or even like more than that. It, it, it's crazy. Yeah, now there is this oh. new book, Holy, that he has. And there's a new coming out in March again uh, that everyone's waiting. This like collection of short stories. But anyway. Oh, so wait, quick question. <laughs> So out of all of Stephen, Stephen King's books, uh, do you have a favorite you would recommend to me? I recommend to you. Uh, well, Carrie is kind of like the classic, that good way to start Stephen King. Mm, me yeah. personally, I'm obsessed with the Dark Tower series that he created over like 20, 20 years. But it's like seven volume set and it's like a journey of those gunslingers. And, and yeah, it's just like it's too much to mm. explain in a short sentence, but it's it's incredible kind of like sci-fi fantasy western type of story oh amazing that yeah. sounds exciting thank you i'm gonna i'm gonna add that to my list <laughs> yeah check it out i read it twice i read it the, the whole series i read it twice because first time i read in russian translation and then the second time i reread it in english later oh cool 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 this is the question that i ask all of my guests and um, it will challenge your uh, creativity a little bit if you don't mind. Sure thing. All right. If you were an extraterrestrial from a perfect world where everything is excellent and there is no problems, and then you come to our world with all of its problems, what would be one thing that you would fix? 
this is, I, I don't know where this is going, but I feel like humans, we, because we are wired to uh, live in, so, in social circles and operate in social circles, we have this need for kind of like a dependency on or reliance on how we fit into social situations and how people view us, um, how we portray ourselves. So maybe uh, hot wiring something in that um, <laughs> system of um, of, hap- of hap- like a living, co-living with other people, uh, maybe hot wiring it to a way where we don't become so codependent on social interactions with one another and how they perceive us and making the human a little bit more autonomous in that sense. But you could argue maybe that would, would that affect our way of um, relating to other people? Would that affect our empathy? Would that affect certain things like that? But that's something that I think I would play around with. This is very interesting. I feel like there is a book in there. Maybe you can write it. <laughs> that's an interesting subject to explore. Yeah, I'll think about why it. <laughs> not? Why not? Writing is just in general a great way to kind of like understand what you think yourself on a deeper mm-hmm. level because mm. you really sit and 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 focus on this work on a on a deeper level which is a rarity in modern society when you on the phones on the screens scrolling till the end of the world yeah i would like to get into that <laughs> uh, have you had any experience writing uh, stories screenplays or anything just putting together shorts um for now and uh coming mm-hmm. up with you know the concepts for shorts there's a short I put out called Going Down, and it's a very short horror um, kind of like action short and yeah. um, or sorry, drama thriller. Uh, but yeah, I like to play around with what we can do um, and, and, <laughs> and how um, terrifying we can make something psychologically. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, it was actually one of the first, if not the actual first thing I ever did as an actor. It was mm-hmm. just a friend mm-hmm. and I putting together this short that we wanted to do for fun. We actually got kicked mm-hmm. out of the location because I screamed too loud. Because um, <laughs> you know, my my goal in in this career is to become a scream queen. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> but, I'm just joking. But um, sincerely, I would like to. Um, be part of the horror genre and um, the sci-fi genre. So, so yeah, we got mm-hmm. kicked out of the location, and um, we were able to. Ki- the last shot, the very last shot, was actually supposed to be a test shot, um, but you know, we did the best we could <laughs> to color correct it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the crazy part is that the scream queen. That's that's interesting to me. <laughs> I was just watched the movie. Uh, it's called Obsession. It's like a classic film. Polish film. Basically, there's about this story about those two people who being obsessed with the devil or something like this. It's it's a, could be confusing, but when there is one scene, then I think that scene became like really cult. I mean, the whole movie became a cult movie. And there's this scene when the, yeah. this actress she's like crazy, like obsessed with the demon in a like a uh, you know underground walkway, and she just like 
absolutely mad and then she like screams like crazy and like ah i remember that little moment when you said scream queen i just imagined that woman like screaming imagine like you screaming like that but it's insane you should check it out at least the scene for sure i think it's an art form um <laughs> the art of screaming and i really mm. i really enjoy watching um watching those uh 70s uh horror slashers so <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that you'd like to add anything that i miss anything that you'd like to mention or promote no not at this time um but i would say uh any actors or actresses that are watching this get yourself a side job <laughs> <laughs> no seriously <laughs> but <laughs> Um, uh, don't that that thing I said earlier. Don't. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in the description of this episode. Gently Crespo, get yourself a side job. <laughs> get yourself a side job. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, <laughs> I I joke around a lot, but um, you know, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Uh, really get yourself some some experience in life and uh, do other things, pursue other hobbies, because ultimately all of that is going to come back and you can use it, uh, you know, for your work as an actor or actress. <laughs> Definitely. So the last question of this interview that I end the episode with is the obsession of the week. It could be anything, a mm -hmm. um, new book, movie, or for example, for me right now, it's daily journaling this week. I mean, I've been journaling all my life, but I came back to daily journaling. I make it an effort to write something every day. Is there something like that that you could share? My obsession of the week. I recently saw um, Sophie's Choice with Meryl Streep. Have you seen that one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Meryl Streep is an actress who I am uh, getting into and slowly watching all of her works um, now. And, um, oh my goodness, uh, there's that particular scene where she is, uh, in line to be sorted at the concentration camp and, um, mm -hmm. the guard comes over and gives her the choice of keeping one of her children. And, um, the reason I, um, am watching most of her work is because Larry Moss mentions it in the book. He's constantly referring to her performance in that film. And I, it made me feel things I had never felt before. I think that's the best way to say it. Like a deep, um, mm -hmm. a very deep level of pain. So um, she's also someone I really admire and look up to. So that is something that I recently saw and um, has continued to motivate me to continue uh, studying the craft, bettering myself and putting together work that can really move people in that capacity to that level meryl's trip she's my inspiration i i've seen pretty much yeah. everything she, her and um, nicole kidman those the two that uh, my favorite can't wait to watch <laughs> new shows or movies with them <laughs> yeah like nicole kidman just had a new show expats on prime video oh i've heard of it it's incredible yeah well thank you gently for this interview and um That was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Rumike Talks podcast. You can find the show notes at rumike.com. I'm your host, Konstantin Starodetsky. My producing partner, Rumena Dinevska. See ya.